Welcome to Queerly Forward, a podcast that explores queering our healing through pleasure, holistic well-being, and collective liberation. We are your hosts, Bex Lips and Morgan Vanderpool, two queer neuro-spicy therapists and community builders co-creating conversational containers for co-liberation. Let's, Let's dive, dive in. in. What does it mean to queer our healing? Endless possibilities. What does it mean to queer our healing? Letting wild nature lead. Come with your questions, come with your magic. Come, 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 come. So we got some cool questions. Yeah. Um, the first question is kind of feels like a little bit of like our origin stories. Um, I feel like names are really powerful, mm -hmm. whether they're given or chosen. So the first question is, what is the story of your name? You want me to go first? Go for it. Hey. Um, so this is the story of my name adapted as I've learned it through my mom and then me getting to explore it as an adult. Um, so my name is Morgan. Um, that was the name that my mom chose for me. And I, you know, I guess I could contribute my dad too. Well done, y'all. Um, you know, sitting here in the present moment with my name, I am so, so grateful that my parents chose a gender inclusive name mm. where I've got to keep my heart name. Um, as I've become more and more me, um, I'm like, whoa, like, oh, my little throat is getting all tight and shit. Oh, my heart's all excited about this. <sighs> um, but when you asked this question, I was like thinking back to how I learned how they picked it. And back in the 80s, before they did the kind of like detailed level of ultrasound where you could like tell the gender based off of somebody's private parts, they did heartbeat. And when my heartbeat was tested by my mom's OBGYN, they thought they were having a boy. So I was supposed to be called Maxwell, actually. Oh. <laughs> I'm so grateful that I ended up with the name Morgan. And both of my parents um, came from places that weren't by the sea, and they moved to Santa Cruz, where I grew up. And the origin of my name um, has lots of different meanings that are all sea-based. Um, and so it's like sea bright of the sea, like the circular nature of the sea. And it all ties back to like the, you know, kind of, the aisles around like where Welsh and Celtic origins come from. So like my parents have shared quote unquote Irish ancestry um, and they wanted to pick a name that like both attributed to like where we were living at the time. And I don't know though if my mom was actually like paying attention to like the legend of my name. And so like once I dove into my name a little bit as an adult, like it's been pretty cool to learn that like my name has Celtic roots of the Morrigan and she's the goddess of war, death, and fate. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, you know, unbeknownst to that back deep, deep, deep meaning of my name, um, my commitment to studying the impacts of global systems of violence and being of some sort of attending to, like, the fate of our bodies in relationship with those systems of violence, I'm like... Okay, parents. My mom was like, it means of the sea. 
And I was like, oh, but I think there's a little bit more there. <laughs> um, so that's a little bit about my name. And I'm really, really grateful for it. That is epic. It suits you. It's a great name. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. And it's been fun. Like, you know, I am have had a lot of opportunities to live in Spanish-speaking communities and being bilingual. But when I say my name more often than not, especially in loud spaces around folks that speak primarily Spanish, my name doesn't register very often. Hmm. Um, it comes a card. It's like, oh, Margarita or like some other M name. I'm like, <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, and so I've had to like explain my name by also like pairing it with the rum. I'm like, no, como el Capitan Morgan. And they're like, ah, okay. Yeah. See, (laughs) (laughs) so it's also been a fun thing that has, you know, now bled into my drag name, uh, which is Captain Morgasm. Um, so it, you know, it's all good. It's a good full circle. I love that. love that. I would love to know about your name. I don't know your name story. Mm-hmm. Bring it. Yeah, my my name has an, has some interesting stories. So the name that I've been going by for the last probably eight years is Bex. That's B-E-X. Because um, names with X's are just cool, you They're know? Not. But um, my my given name at birth is Rebecca. Um, Rebecca Jennifer Lips is my name. <laughs> and um, apparently uh, I was named after my great-grandmother Rose. And I guess in the Jewish tradition or in some Jewish traditions, named after means you just take the first letter of the name. epic. <laughs> so people are, I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, I was named after my great-grandma Rose. And they're like, then why is your name not Rose? And I'm like, hmm. Why are you asking questions? But turns out asking questions is a really big thing in Judaism, so it's actually appropriate. Um, but anyway, so um, – but I – the only people who have ever called me Rebecca are like my grandma and my middle sister until like five years ago. And I was like, can you stop calling me that? <laughs> I've been – I've gone – I went by Becca for a really – long period um in my in my childhood actually it was really funny um when I was in kindergarten one day I walked in and I just decided my name is Becky <laughs> of course you did and I was Becky for one year and then after in the first grade if anyone called me Becky I would like throw daggers at them with my eyes and like don't you dare call me Becky and uh to this day if you call me Becky I will <laughs> I ain't no Becky, okay? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I'm getting the daggers, y'all. I am. <laughs> I'm not a Becky, okay, I swear. <laughs> but um, the other piece that I wanted to share is around um, uh, my last name, um, which is Lips with two Ps. Um, and my family's last name used to be Lips Hitch. Lip, you know, variations on lip shits, you know. Um, but it was my grandfather ha- uh, changed it during World War II, or it, it became changed because it was like too long or something. <laughs> so they like ended up like <laughs> cutting it <laughs> to lips. It and done. I don't know where the extra P came from, but it's just like a, a weird, like interesting thing around like assimilation, you For know. Real? Um, wild. And so I, I feel like. 
<laughs> a lot of my story is like unassimilating. And that's what like queerness about is about for me is just like unentangling myself from <laughs> from the 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 weirdness that I, that was given to me. Um, so I started going by Bex um, around the time that I moved to Seattle, which is almost ten years ago, and I was going by that in my friend circles. Um, and in activist spaces. And then I was going by my other name in like academic spaces. And I had this like weird fracturing of my identity where I was like, I'm this person in this space, but I'm this person in this space. And then I have this before, who, who the fuck am I? <laughs> um, and I, I was out as non-binary at that time too. And I remember a couple of years ago, I made the decision to come out, quote unquote, as Bex and just start using that name with my family and at, yeah. at my place of work. And I don't know why, like, I had such anxiety about it, um, but it was fine. <laughs> I was like, hey, call me this. And pretty much everyone in my life was like, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> but basically, my name just keeps getting shorter and shorter and shorter. <laughs> The other, the last cool story that I'll share about my name is that um, I have a pretty iconic rebel tattoo yeah, across my um, across my arm, um, which actually contains my name. It's Rebecca Lips, Re R E B E L. So that's like part of that, and then like it's like surrounded by the Aquarius. I waves. was wondering what the zigzags were. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a little you. bit about my name. I love you. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> May I ping pong on my last name? Can oh, yeah. Can transition to the second question? Yeah. So my last name is Vanderpool. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm so grateful. I'm a double water sign. So I'm a Pisces sun and a Cancer rising. Um, and uh, so I've got my na first name that's like very water bound. And my last name is like of the water or like of the pool. Um, oh. from Dutch origin so I've got like you know lots and lots of water so much water, water so much need. intuition so much yes. feeling so mm -hmm. just, just live it out I'm just gonna keep living it out live out my full name hell yeah, yeah. I'm not giving up my last name ever again did it once for the oh US yeah Army. I'm no, I'm never you. giving up my last name no. mm -mm. <laughs> it's too good I'm no. like show me a better last name than lips <laughs> like just come on <laughs> It's just very, it, I've, I've really, like, come to embody it. I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, well, kind of speaking on lineage, that kind of brings us into our next question. Very much so. Which is, what ancestors and teachers have brought you to where you are? I can go. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so, I mean, I definitely want to call in my, yeah, some of my ancestral lineages. Um, I am Jewish uh, on, oh God, technically on both sides, if because Ju Judaism is a they they trace your ancestry matrilineally, like through mm -hmm. your through your mother. So my mom's mom was raised Jewish, but she wasn't raised Jewish. But because her mom was Jewish, she didn't have to convert when she married my dad. It's the whole thing. Anyway, um, that's a side note. The shit you learn. The yeah, the shit you learn. Um, but yeah, so my um, great grandparents immigrated 
to the U.S. in the early 1900s um, mm-hmm. from, like, what is today, like, Russia, Ukraine. And um, I guess I want to call that lineage in around its resiliency. Um, it's... Uh, perseverance in the face of persecution and um I think it's I feel like some of my earliest lessons in social justice uh come from my Jewish lineage um um yeah which which is is really special to me and another important thing that ties into um Judaism and queerness for me, as I I mentioned this earlier, is Judaism is a religion in which it is not only appropriate but encouraged to ask questions. Why is this like this? Why is this like this? And there's always this like (laughs) debate or disagreement, you know, or I'm like, why is this like this? Well, it's like this. It's very like characteristic of like Jewish Jewish culture. But I, I feel like that really epitomizes like something that's really important for me about like curiosity and just like not taking things for granted and um and also um inventing or, or like new ways of being and new ways of thinking and um yeah um some of the other teachers that I want to call in are of buddhist lineages um i started um learning a lot from a variety of Eastern teachers and, and thinkers and, and, and um, very wise people. Um, I want to call in um, Thich Nhat Hanh as one mm-hmm. of my big teachers, um, especially the way that he talks about interbeing and the interconnectedness of all yeah. things and all phenomena. Yes, yes, yes. And... Um, Another big like teacher that for me has been impermanence, which is kind of like the fundamental nature of all things. They're, mm-hmm. are, they're impermanent. Nothing lasts forever. I, it's another one of my favorite tattoos. It says, this is impermanent. Which <laughs> 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 is funny because people are always like, tattoos are permanent. And I'm like, ah, but nothing is permanent. Ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> lol. Um, <laughs> also teachers like Pema Chodron. Um, and Reverend Angel Kyoto Williams, oh, yeah. um, who um, co-wrote the book Radical Dharma, um, which is on race, love, and liberation. Um, yeah, weaving in um, that really crucial dialogue to to um, to Buddhist theory and practice practice. Um, a couple other teachers I I want to give honor to are. Um, Adrian Marie Brown. Ooh. Uh, not only is she the meme queen, <laughs> a more more modern, more recent <laughs> turn, but yeah, her her writings um, and her activism have uh, had a really profound impact on me. Emergent strategy, pleasure activism, mm-hmm. really um, thinking about how we can be in movements for justice. Um, sustainably long term yeah. in a way that infuses joy 
in a way that honors our grief, mm-hmm. in a way that learns from the patterns that we see in nature. Yep. And then I also want to call in um, uh, Joanna Macy um, as one of my teachers as well. Um, she's most well known for a body of work called The Work That Reconnects. And um, she is uh, an incredible Buddhist scholar, systems theory scholar, um, among many other things, um, uh, environmental activist. And she weaves together kind of this this understanding, this framework of our world and um, how it currently functions and what we what we need to do to be able to take action, um, to make change um, while acknowledging where we are and and feeling the grief of where we are and what has been lost. Mm-hmm. Um, feeling everything that we feel and and the lesson that if we feel grief, if we feel pain because of what is happening in the in the world on the level of ecological destruction, of cultural destruction, that's a sign that we are paying attention and that we are alive and it's yeah. not to be like pathologized or yes. fixed. We have to uh, acknowledge it and feel it in community so that we can move through to the possibility of seeing something different and honoring um, through our actions, creating lives that future beings will be able to enjoy. Um, so yeah, those are a few of the lineages and teachers that, uh, that live in my body, mind, heart. Meow. (laughs) <laughs> yes, and for the all the silent nodding that you all never get to hear over here and the shared teachers that we hold, I'm just so grateful um, for the the co-creation of what we've learned from them and what we get to bring to this podcast. Oh, so good, so good. Um, no, uh, man, this question for me um, lit up just like in a like a mass collection of like brilliant beings that I've gotten to co-learn with my entire life. Um, so, so incredibly grateful. Um, and as far as like individuals that pop to mind at first, and I hope that we can continue to te- talk about our teachers and we will, we will continue to talk about these wonderful humans that have just, in, you know, planted roots and seeds in us that are continuing to flourish. Um, but one of the non-human ones that first popped to mind um, was and is my, my puppy Loki. Um, I got to live with Loki for nine years of my adulthood. Um, to this day, she is the longest adult relationship that I have had that I have gotten to cohabitate with. Mm. Um, and Loki um, was a pit boxer mix that she rescued me and I rescued her at a time in our life where I needed deep companionship. And she taught me how to listen on a level of somatic attunement um, that radically set up a foundation for me to be able to be skilled enough for the body-based collaboratory work that I am dedicating my life to. Um, The nuances that a pit bull can listen to from body to body is wild, um, down to the angle of your ears, the space between your back teeth, the depth of your breath, the angle of your eyes, the movements of your shoulders. They're paying attention to every single hair on your body. 
trying to take cues on if things are going to be okay or if they need to pack up with you. Um, and she, yeah, she taught me what it meant to listen to that depth through sound, through sight, through smell, as best as I could with my own sensory system, um, to be able to listen for the things that she know. If I could anticipate them, she didn't need to. If she needed to anticipate them, then her Hulk pit would sometimes come out, and I didn't want her to have to get there, right? So we had this really beautiful way of co-talking that I'm like, I got you. I will listen as, as deeply as you are um, and be able to communicate with my body that you're okay, and I got you. Um, and that bond will forever be embedded um, in how I move through the world. And I'm mm. so, so grateful for her and that her spirit gets to run free completely without limits now um, after such a life of like embodied turmoil for her. So like, mm. and she also taught me in a way that I hadn't experienced before as an individual, what it meant to walk through the world um, with a body that somebody would very overtly show you that they are threatened by it without taking the time to get to know you. So her walking through the world with a pit body um, started to get me more attuned to people's natural responses of feeling threatened, but you know, just based off of their like biological response um, that has also helped me attune to people, um, people's defenses and how they play out in relationships um, in a way that I hadn't gotten to see mirrored back um, so, so overtly. Um, so huge teacher. Um, I also want to give a shout out to somebody that I've gotten to live with, like the people that have gotten to share home with me. Oh my gosh, y'all are so fucking rad. Um, but one of my, uh, soul people and one person that I call chosen family, um, her name is Grace Towers. She and I met when we were 19 in college and I got to live with her as she was budding in her drag career. Mm. And, uh, Grace is an incredible Latinx drag activist in the San Francisco area and her tenacity and dedication to creatively cultivating community that is built around authenticity, connection, co-supporting, how to show up both on like the stage and the streets for us um, and for our safety and for our wellness um, as queer and trans folks is absolutely exquisite. Um, and the depth of her roots and like the way she is beyond married to her craft um, is something that I think about, like if I got to dig deep on a day, I'm like, be like Grace, mm. be like Grace. Um, so I hope all of you get to see her and meet her at some point in your life. I'm getting all like fluttery. This is wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> um, and then like another teacher that came to mind that has modeled what like long-term commitment to activism, activism and systems change um, has been somebody that I've been watching since about the same age, like my late teens. Uh, is Dolores Huerta, which is one of the co-founders of the United Farm Workers Union and Movement. And I got to meet her in person actually up here in Washington after decades of like watching her work. And one of the things that resonates with me and I keep in my mind very often is just, like somebody asked her like, what helps you stay in the game this long? Um, and she's like, I laugh every day and I dance. And she's yeah, like, nice. my work and my family are not separate. The mm. picket line is where we all show up together. And those like three concepts put together as like a way of life of approaching longevity in collaborating work is something that I lean on very, very often and how she's moved through the world. And she's rocking 93 years of age this year. Damn. All things bless. All things bless. Um, and then I wanted to bring in a shared teacher that you and I have, um, Aaron Johnson. And like 
his crew with Holistic Resistance, calling on Portia Bede, his wife Camila. Like, y'all are amazing. Sister Olivia. Holistic Resistance is a BIPOC-founded and co-led um, organization that is committed to the deep healing work to be able to create anti-racist community. Um, the grief work that's involved, the trauma restoration that's involved, the like technologies of song and mm. earth building that are necessary for us to heal. Um, and the first time that I got to meet Aaron, the way that he looked into the crew that we were learning with, um, he planted the idea that like to do anti-racist work, you have to like commit to relationships that are stronger than most marriages. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has landed so deeply in my bones. Um, and the way that he moves authentically from that commitment and everybody like in his close sphere moves at that level of commitment. Yeah. Baseline teaching. Fucking love it. So thank you to the teachers we've gotten to put names to and those that we didn't get to yet. You'll continue to get woven into this talk. So our last question, how do you share your gifts? Freely. (laughs) Sometimes for money. (laughs) That's true. Generously, I should say. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) But also like, yeah, what are your gifts and how do you share them? You know, we do still live in capitalism and we got to eat, we got to pay rent. (laughs) This is also true. I hate it, but it's (laughs) the reality that we live in. (laughs) I feel like laughter is a big, (laughs) big gift that you and I both share. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm a quiet talker, but a loud laugher. Yep. Yep. I have a very distinctive laugh. I also have like very many different kinds of laughs. True, I have true. like my cackle. Like true, true. I when I when I try to like do it on the spot, it's ridiculous. But y'all, you'll hear it. <laughs> I have many different <laughs> kinds of laughs. But you can like, I've had people be like, "Yeah, I know you're in a room. Like I can hear yep. you on the other Echo-locate. side of a building Echo-locate. by yep. your laugh." <laughs> there, it <is. laughs> there, <laughs> there it is. Um, oh my goodness. What other what other gifts do you bring? Oh man, um, I feel like one of my definitely one of my gifts is movement. Um, movement as a way of celebrating, as a way of being in ceremony, as a way of healing, um, as a way of playing. I don't know if I already said that. Um, you know, as a way of creating relationships. Um, dance and movement are both something that I am has have saved my life um so many times thank you to my parents for knowing that I've needed to move to be well and getting me into dance class as early as you did um because yeah being able to gift what my body has learned through dance and movement of all sorts um and the strength that movement has gifted me and being able to know how to trust myself and emulate that in relationships with folks. I love being able to give that. Um, Something that I know that I also have a gift in is being able to verbally articulate some things that sometimes don't feel like they have words Mm -hmm. and in being able to do so, make them real enough to pay attention to and engage with and understand when they have been unmentioned, uh, 
what are they? What are the word that I want? Oh, this is funny that this is happening while I'm saying this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at words. I'm good at words. What oh, are words? Shit, they went away. Too many. Um, but yeah, being able to, particularly as it shows up in um, co-creating healing practices with folks, like being able to describe what I'm witnessing in somebody's body or what I think I hear them saying mm. um, and being able to mirror that back in a really like succinct and potent way that can catalyze deeper connection and collaboration, like something I fucking love doing. Mm. Um, Probably makes you an excellent therapist. <laughs> yeah, no? Yeah, no? Um, and I also think I have the gift of like being able to um, create spaces where folks know that they can totally show up. Mm. Like I, I show up, you know, as authentically and as right as where I'm at as possible so that folks know that they can show up in that same way. And it's been one of the key tools and gifts I think that I've been able to bring to like co-creating collective houses and the teams I've built and like the friend groups that I've gotten to be a part of. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I really love sharing that. And I make a mean like oat latte, oat milk latte <laughs> is the other gift that I like know that I give myself and the people in my home every day when we wake up. I'm going to need to verify this information. I'm, I'm happy to share. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love making food for folks i would love to hear about your gifts and how you share them yeah. i know you're not going to get to all of them and neither did i i, got I love a few. you i got a few um one of my gifts that i have been you know shifting my relationship to and in a lot of different ways throughout my life is the gift of my voice. Mm -hmm. I have a powerful voice. Yeah, you do. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've been, uh, I've been a singer for a really long time and um, feel really grateful for in the past few years really changing my relationship to singing as m more than just like, I'm good at this thing to like, being a part of the community singing movement mm -hmm. and um, connecting people with their own voices and sing just being together in song with people, just recognizing the power of song, the power of singing for healing, for liberation, for self-expression. Mm -hmm. um, I... I do like lots of weird voices too. <laughs> I make all kinds of fun sounds. <laughs> but that's a that's a part of uh, you know, just like another piece around like I am a very expressive being. Um I I, I love to creatively express myself in so many different ways through my voice, through my body, through other like artistic and creative mediums, mm -hmm. um, through words. Um and I think that m my ability to express myself so freely and authentically, um, inadvertently and sometimes more specifically, like gives other people the permission to express themselves oh, as well. Um, and so that's a gift that I love to share and see other people awaken to their own creative potential that that shit lights me up. I love it. Um, I love holding space, um, both just for individuals like with my full attention, but also group spaces as a facilitator, mm -hmm. um, you know, with a blend of, of ritual, of reverence, 
of humor, of irreverence, of <laughs> absurdity, mm-hmm. of laughter, um, and 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 yeah, helping people connect through that. Um, my my silliness, I feel like, is a really important medicine <laughs> that I carry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I got this feedback recently. Um, someone was sharing about my ability to uh, hold really heavy and complex topics with levity and lightness and humor while also honoring their gravity. Yeah. Um, I think that is, yeah, that's definitely a gift I have is like I honor and I honor my deepest grief and I honor the fuck out of my joy. (laughs) That's some, some powerful shit. So, um, those are, those are some of the gifts that I love to share. Yay. I love celebrating your gifts. Yay. Samesies. For real. It's beautiful. Yep. Well, cheers to all of the stories that we get to tell through our words, through our bodies, through the community we're weaving with one another. Through our voices. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a pleasure to share time with you today, boo. Love you. I love you. What does it mean to queer our healing? Endless possibilities. What does it mean to queer our healing? Letting wild nature lead. Come with your questions, come with your magic. Come, come, come. Thanks for listening to Queerly Forward. This podcast has been recorded and produced in collaboration with On Purpose Recordings. If you have questions, requests for topics, or feedback about the show, reach for us via email at queerlyforwardpod at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at queerlyforward. Take Take care care out out there, queers. queers.